Well, we're going to start it off with Red Lizzo Sports Talk episode 45. Met Slid for Drew Harlow. Because <laughs> we the home run chance. Anyway, uh, look, we're talking a whole lot of Major League Baseball talk today. Which I know it's going to make some people happy. I know we don't talk about enough baseball, but there's something about baseball that's going on right now. Look, the dogs is getting loud because everybody knows about Otani. Yeah, we're going to talk about him some. The NBA Finals preview, got to talk about that. Game four, about an hour away. Um, we're going to talk about... <laughs> I'm glad we got a good finals. and Because USA Basketball... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? USA basketball. We're going to finish with them. But then we're going to have some NFL talk because it's almost time. Fantasy time. It's almost ready to get on there. I'm going to probably do a couple of mocks tonight because I got to get ready for my leagues. You know what I'm saying? I got to get one of these get one of these rings back on my fingers. You know, Sally stole mine last year, but I got to get mine. We're going to talk about some NFC East QBs, problems, option time for some big names, free agents, or not free agents, but stars, and um, QBs in new places. So we're going to kick it off with Today in Sports. Today in sports, 1973, Babe Ruth hit a 700th career home run. And the only reason why I'm bringing that up is we got the new age, Babe Ruth. Now, I know he he just started. He ain't done it all. He did a lot in Japan, though. And y'all know who I'm talking about. We talking about Otani. Yes, Otani, the new age Babe Ruth, the unicorn, whatever y'all want to call him. I don't care what you call him as long as you watch him. And I know everybody was watching last night. I ain't gonna lie, me and my wife was sitting there watching the home run derby, and I'm like, I don't know who this dude is. I don't know who this dude is. Then my boy came up. I was like, I know him. Then I was like, I don't really know that dude either. I know Soto for the Nationals. Um, and then I knew Otani. So, but the show, the show was Otani. It, it wasn't even about him winning or losing because you're playing in Coors Field. So Coors Field, everybody's hitting home runs. They hit everybody hit them out of the park. So it's cool, you know what I'm saying? It's not like the, back in the day when you had like. You know, rivalries out there, big name stars out there. You know, but Otani did it. Otani made me tune in. He made, I ain't, I can't remember the last time I watched an uh, 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 All Star Game or Home Run Derby, to tell you the truth. We used to watch it a long time ago when like Griffey and Bonds, you know, different people was in there like that, but he made me watch. Um, so it is what it is, but that's what he's doing. Tonight we got the NBA Finals and the All Star Game at the same time. Same day. Who did that? That should be a Pharrell Award right there. You big dummy. As Butch would say. <laughs> you big dummy. Anyway. But come on, man. Why are you going to do that? Don't matter to me because I'm not going to watch the All-Star game. But I will watch the opening pitches because Otani is pitching. And Otani is leading off the game batting. So at least I must get to see that. Because then I'm going to be watching the game. <laughs> But, I mean, what's up with this dude? I mean, it's crazy. Otani, big for the game. Um, he's just doing big things, man. If people can't pay attention to that, I don't know what's going on. Um, all right, all right, Mr. Harlow. Big ups to Soto. I like. I mean, I think Soto has that star power, too, and I'm going to get to that. He beat he beat Otani in the, in the first round or whatever. They had to swing off, which was still exciting. Had to swing off with Otani and Soto. There you go, if you don't know that. But uh, but for real, yo, it was good to see that. I'm kind of glad he didn't go far because I want to see him pitch more and I want to see him hit. You know what I mean? I feel like if he did, went to the finals or something or won, they would be like, yeah, you pitching one inning, maybe one at bat, then you sitting down. I want to see him go as much as he can play. As much Otani as we can get, 
We need more Otani. More Otani. Um, you know, at the game, you know, I saw my boy Alonzo go back-to-back home run derby champion. You know what I'm saying? He up there doing things. And all this stuff is good for baseball. All this stuff is good for baseball. And that's my turning up. My turning up is baseball. You got Otani. You got Alonzo out there. I don't know if anybody watched the game or watched the home run derby. But every the whole time he's up there, he's dancing. He's up there like dancing. Bang! 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 Just dancing. Having fun. As a casual fan like I am now, seeing stuff like that, I'm like, oh, well, let me let, let me check out some more now. He having fun. He's dancing. You know, stuff I can relate to. That's what baseball needs. That's why I said it turning up. You got the Yankees versus the Astros right before the All-Star break. They out there doing it. They going at each other. They throwing shots at each other. You know what I'm saying? They ripping off jerseys talking about I ain't got the buzzer. They doing this, doing that. That's what you need. You need rivalries. You need anger. I'm tired of everybody wanting to join up with everybody. Hey, buddy, let's play with each other, buddy. Hey, buddy, you want to go play together? Hey, No. I want people hating each other. I want my team is better than your team, and I'm going to show you why. That's what makes the sport better. That's what makes it all good. That's why football is always successful. Because you really have teams that don't like each other. Franchises. It don't matter where you come from. When you join certain franchises in football, you are born to hate them. As a Raven fan. I mean, I'm not a Raven fan. But if you're a Raven fan, you hate the Steelers. People that go from that team to that team, when you become a Raven, you automatically hate the Steelers. Those things are good for the game. Cowboys, Redskins, our whole division, really. But that's what it's all about. Baseball don't really have. I mean, they got the Red Sox, Red Sox, Yankees. But I mean, it's like you need more. And I'll tell you what, that Astros, Yankees stuff, good for baseball. Trending up. Otani, trending up. Celebration, trending up. What else should we do? Celebrate when you hit a home run. Celebrate when you get a strikeout. You ain't got to. You can do the Barry Sanders, you know, toss the ball, whatever, whatever. But some people want to show up. You can't tell me these relief pitchers that be growing all these beard hair down here and mohawks and trying to intimidate you and this and cutting off sleeves. They doing all this for show. They doing all this for show. Let their personalities flow. And I guarantee your fans will pop out there. Guarantee it. Baseball trending up. Yeah. You know what my trending down is? Baseball. Because baseball is going to get, they ain't going to get it right. They're going to blow it. They're going to blow it. (laughs) They're going to blow it. They're going to go back to. Let's talk about the man beating the woman. Or let's talk about cheating in the game. We ain't heard none of that. We ain't heard none of that for a whole week and a half. And how good has baseball been? But they're going to blow it. So my turning up is baseball. My turning down is baseball. Because you know they're going to blow it. Baseball, you got a golden opportunity. I'm just saying. But they ain't going to get it right. Because they won't. They won't get it right. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get to the meat and potatoes right now. NBA Finals. Game four. People were talking about, oh, Suns going to sweep. Nah, man, how you going to really say that, yo? Come on. You expected the Bucks to win game three. I mean, come on. Everybody, you had a feeling that they were going to win game three because that's the way it usually happens, right? It usually happens like that. So, now we're in game four. Now, now, was that a fluke? Or did they find something? I mean, I feel like Giannis has been doing the same thing. Giannis has been doing his thing. Anybody talking about it? But when they lose, they be happy to jump on him for some reason. Giannis is doing this thing, but nobody's talking about it. Why? Why don't nobody talk about it? This dude was two-time MVP and defensive player of the year. Like, nobody cares. I'm gonna tell you why, let me tell you why nobody cares. Because the way it is right now, we look at the stars as scorers that do different things. Multifaceted. Shooting all over the court. 
doing all this crazy stuff. Cross dribbling, crossing people up, making them fall down, doing this, shimmy sham, showboat. You know what Giannis does? Well, when he's not jacking dumb old three-pointers. But the way he's successful, he puts his big ass shoulders down and trucks with his athleticism to the rim. And as 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 successful as he is at doing it, and as unstoppable it is when he does that, it's like we're looking at it like I mean, it's that's what you do. I mean, like, it's simple offense for you. Like, we're not surprised by these things. We're not surprised that he does this. So I think that people just overlook him because we're not surprised. You that big, you athletic, you are long like that. We're not surprised that you dunk so much. We're not surprised that you do these Euro steps and we do all this and that. We're surprised when somebody's shooting shots from half court. We're surprised when somebody's crossing up and fading back. We're surprised when we do all these 360 dunks and all that's That's the difference. That's the only difference. But the thing about Giannis is he don't care. He wants to win. He wants to win. And the reason why I say he don't care, he signed his big deal in Milwaukee to stay there. He ain't jumping ship like all these little punks out here like Harden and Kevin Durant and all these little bums. Now, be careful when I say that. Because, you know, Damian Lillard said he won't leave, but I would love to have him in L.A. <laughs> they keep talking about it. I'm like, yo! Just take LeBron, I'll take Dame. <laughs> anyway, so that's my that's my thinking on Giannis. That's my thinking. And then we say, hey, it's going to be about Middleton and Drew Holiday. What they going to do? Um, you know, Drew Holiday, shut down defender. He's doing good. Him and Booker's battle. He took Booker out of his game last game. Him and Middleton had a little couple shots at him. But I'm going to tell you one thing, okay? Let me tell you something about Devin Booker. Devin Booker's got that mentality in him. That's his idol. He's the protege. You know what I'm saying? He good looking. He's scoring 61 in games. He's scoring from all over. He was trained by the great, the great late Kobe Bean. You know what I'm saying? And he's not like all these dumb old NBA players dating these Kardashians. He got him a Jenner. <laughs> That's the good side. You know what I'm saying? That's the good side. The bad side is the mugs, Chris Humphreys, and, and all these mugs over here getting these Kardashians. You get, you get the curse. The curse of the Kardashian. You getting the joy of the Jenners. You know what I mean? So, will he bounce back? Yes, he's going to bounce back. I don't care how good the defense is. He's got it in him. He's going to bounce back, and he's going to put on a show, I think. I think he's going to put on a show. Do I think Giannis going to put on a show? Yep, I think he will, too. I think this game, I'm so hyped for this game, and I hope it don't let me down. I hope it don't let me down. But I think that this game is going to be classic. I think it's going to be an offensive show. I think it's going to be big-time moments, big-time happenings by the big-time stars. I think all the big-time stars are going to show up in some form in here. Um, I just think that's what it's going to be. Who's going to win, though? If everybody's going to show up, who's going to win? I want it to go seven. Let me put it this way. I want it to go seven. So maybe my heart's telling me, my heart's picking for me. I don't know. But it's a close. I think this is close. I got the game going into overtime. And I think Bucks in overtime. And that's kind of scary to say because the Bucks have been known to blow it because of their coach. I ain't gonna lie, I'm just gonna say it just like that. Their coach, I have no faith in him late down late down in the games. I don't think he makes adjustments. I just think it's something about Giannis at home. And the hunger that he be looking like, yo, he came out with passion out there. He was flexing. He was just like, ah. 
And so about crazy eyes Bobby Portis. I think he'd be in his ear like, yo, yo, I'm going to get him. If you don't get him, I'm going to get him. Bobby Portis, crazy eyes. <laughs> I got Bucks in overtime tying up the series 2-2 to make the storyline great. I want it to go game seven. Because if it goes game seven, imagine the storylines all over the board. And that's what's great about this NBA Finals is it's two teams that you don't think about being there. They're not historically there. It's first time ever for Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? So that's what makes it great. We don't have all, oh, it's LeBron. Oh, it's KD and Steph and all. Yeah, we already know. It's going to take a miracle for them. These two teams, anybody can win. That's what makes it great. It's fun to watch as a fan. It's fun to watch as a fan. You know, so it's going to be exciting. I hope it lives up to the build that I just built it up and the way everybody else is building it up. I hope it lives up to it because I want to see a show. I want to see a show because I'll tell you what, my Pharrell Award, I ain't seeing no show with USA Basketball. What? You get beat by Nigeria. Okay, it's first game. Everybody talking. It ain't nothing, man. You remember the Dream Team lost to the college boys? Ain't nobody sweating. Man, shut up. Then we went out there and smacked them in the face. You know what I'm saying? The Dream Team's like, yeah, yeah whatever happened, what happened. Then we played them an hour later and destroyed them. We was playing around. You same got the same kind of him and high. And a, oh, you know, come on, man. We just chilling. Now you lost again. Now you lost again. Again, you've lost again. Is it the end of the world? Maybe not. I mean, maybe not. You still supposedly have the best player in the NBA, Kevin Durant. You got Dame Dollar, and you got these players. My takeaway, my takeaway honestly is they don't play no defense. Who plays defense on the team? You got Draymond Green, but he's past his prime being defense player of the year. Who else is out there playing defense? You know what I mean? Who's out there playing defense like, I'm going to play defense on you to stop you? And these are the things I talk about when I had the Paul George talk last time. And I'm not going to bring bring up all the debate about Paul George, Brandon, but whatever. But players like Paul George, he's going to give you what you need on offense. If he's playing with a USA Olympic team, he knows he ain't got to give you 30. But he's going to shut down the next person on the other team that ain't going to get 30. They ain't even going to get 20. That's the difference. Both sides, baby, both sides. They not playing no defense. USA Basketball ain't playing no defense. It's like an offensive AAU show, and you losing, bro. You are losing. <laughs> this has to be discouraged a little bit. Maybe Coach K saw some things before he left. He's like, I ain't doing it no more. I'm going to go out with my gold medals. You know what I'm saying? My legacy's intact. When y'all start losing to Nigeria. I'm going to sit back and like, man, I ain't never losing Nigeria. <laughs> Coach K. <laughs> Coach K, yo. I'll just say it. Pharrell, y'all lost. We're going to get off of that, though. We're hearing all this talk about Ben Simmons and all this. 76ers, woe is me. 76ers, woe is me. You got a coach in Doc Rivers who's woe in this me as all he wouldn't want to do. How bad does Doc Rivers feel right now? I know he got a ring with the Celtics. I know that. But when he was in L.A., he wanted to be a culture change. He went there with a resume as a champion with Boston. Here I come. I'm coming from Boston, and I'm going to L.A. Clippers, and I'm going to do things. I'm going to show y'all how to turn this organization around. We going up 3-1 in series. We going to there. We going to there. And you could never get to the Western Conference Finals after blowing every opportunity over and over again with your star player being CP3. And now he's in the finals, leading the way, being the storyline of everything. Was it CP3 or was it Doc Rivers? CP3, Doc Rivers. Because CP3 left. Doc Rivers still failed. 
Then Doc Rivers got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and you still failed and got fired. And then you went to the 76ers. Oh, best record in the East. Doc Rivers is at it again. Look at Doc Rivers. Look at him. And then you lose. And the blame never shows up on him. Now it's Ben Simmons' fault. And to, uh, I'm going I'm to say it, though. Ben Simmons, I think, deserves some of that blame. A lot of that blame. <laughs> so now they talk about, we go trade. So my factor fiction is, would trading Ben Simmons be better for the 76ers? You know in this market, you don't get the fair market value. You know you don't. You had your chance when you could have had a package to get James Harden. James Harden might have stayed there. He might have said, you know what? Playing with Embiid, Doc Rivers, yeah, with that team. I might go ahead and do that. Imagine how that pick and roll would have been Embiid and Harden. Philadelphia. You had that opportunity, baby. Now, now, now you let him look like he is that can't shoot scared to death. Talking about like that one play tie game at the end of the game. You have a clear dunker layup and you pass the ball. Well, I thought I was going to get fouled. You dummy. You big dummy. I thought I was going to get fouled. So what? Get fouled. Don't go and even get fouled. Go to the free throw and make a shot. That's right. You scared to shoot. You even scared. You really scared to shoot a free throw. You big. What? Of course it's good for him to trade them. I don't care. You trade him. Go try to trade him for a Bradley Beal. Go try to get. You're not going to get. If you think that his plus side is so high that whatever, whatever, whatever. You're not going to get that. You might have to you might have to settle for less. You might have to say, give me a John Wall and a first round pick. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. I mean, you can go to the Lakers and we can give you Kuzma and, and Andre Drummond. And <laughs> I'll take you shit. I'm just saying, I think Philadelphia had an opportunity. Probably the best opportunity for James Harden. They put all their eggs in the basket this year and the and the and the basket was full. I ain't gonna lie. Even with Embiid missing those games, because he should have won MVP. Even with him missing them games, the basket was still overflowing. They had the best record in the East. Best record in the East. But now, we saw them eggs cracked when he cracked in the playoffs. I'm just saying. So now you're not going to get what you wanted for him. You're not going to get the things that you could have gotten for him. So basketball is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with the USA. It's going to be interesting to see who wins the finals. Free agency, who goes where. Dame Dollar going who. Bradley Beal, who going where. Ben Simmons going where. It's people going everywhere. And I think basketball offseason is going to be awesome. Basketball offseason has been dope. Like, ever since with Kevin Durant. Well, I mean, even before Kevin Durant. It seems like the offseason has been popping. I remember when LaMarcus Aldridge back in the day was leaving Portland. And he visited with the Lakers for like five seconds. It was still exciting seeing where these players were going to go. Um, as long as they ain't going with each other unless Dane wants to come to my team, and then I'll and then I'll say it's okay. Since y'all screwed us out of CP3 going with Kobe, so I'll never get over that NBA ever. Bull crap. Look at all these super teams you couldn't give us Chris Paul with Kobe Bryant. Get on my face. Anyway, I'm still bitter. So let's get off of basketball talk. Let's get to football. My NFC East with my Red Skit with my D Washington football team, which we got a name next year. We got a name here, so stop clowning us. We got a name next year. So my question is, which QB is under the most pressure? It ain't my boy, Fitzpatrick. I hope he ain't even my day one starter. I hope we can just magically pull something off. Nothing against him, but coming. <sighs> retreads. Watch the retreads. Anyway, so let's get to the other three that really matter. 
Jalen Hurt, you coming off, you coming out, coming off the bench, looking all right, athletic, da 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 da. Still don't think you're good enough throwing. Don't think you're good enough throwing. You got your boy from Alabama to throw to. I still don't think you're good enough. Don't think you're good enough. You got rid of Carson Wentz, so the pressure's off of you. They replaced Carson Wentz with Joe Flacco. I don't think you got to worry about Joe Flacco taking your job because if he does, then you are what I thought you were. So, Jalen, I think you got a little pressure. I think you got a little pressure, Jalen, but not as much as these next two. The next one, Dak Prescott. Hey, you come back from a horrific injury. You got all the talent around you in the world, son. Woo! All the talent in the world with you. You get you got your contract. You got everything you wanted. Everything you want is there. Are you gonna make the playoffs? Are you gonna win the division? You have to do these things. You have to win the division. You have to make the playoffs. Dak Prescott, you have to do that. Pressure's on you. Or else what? Then the chatter's going to start coming. Chatter's going to start coming. I mean, you have to do it. But you don't have to do it as big as the Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, as bad as I am for us drafting Haskins, we were going to draft Daniel Jones. And he ain't showed me nothing either. You ain't showed me nothing either. Now you got your wide receivers. You got and get Galladay. And you got Saquon back. And you got that tight end. It's a monster. Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. I'm about to start calling you Danny Pennies. Yo. Even though y'all beat us four straight times. Anyway. Danny Dimes. You got to live up to it. You got to live up to it, Danny Dimes. Because if you don't, your your option ain't going to get picked up. <laughs> you going to be gone like Haskins being a backup somewhere. Your option will not get picked up. You will not get these big contracts. Speaking of options not getting picked up, what's up with these three? Because these three ain't Danny Dimes. You got Baker Mayfield. You got Lamar Jackson. And then you got Josh Allen, who, if you ask anybody on the circuit going into this year, you think all three of them teams are playoff teams. You think... All those teams could win the Super Bowl. I mean, why not? You think they're going to be top echelon of the AFC? Why not? I mean, Cleveland, I think they're near. I think they're going to win the division. Over Lamar Jackson, over Pittsburgh, over the Bengals. I got them, I got them that far. I got them pushing the, the Chiefs. So why ain't he get his extension yet? Dang, you ain't sold them. They got a team. You got two stud running backs. You got tight ends. You got wide receivers. You got a defense. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Baker Mayfield. I, they need to see it again. My question is, why doesn't Baker Mayfield run more? Why don't you run more? Play action. Play action. Go. Why ain't that play instituted more? They think you're going to hand the ball off anyway. They think you're going to pass it to one of your receivers. There's opportunities there. I don't think that they... Explore enough opportunities to make him successful. But we'll see what goes with that. But Baker, I don't think team success for two out of the three matters. I think Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield have to put up numbers. They have to put up personal numbers to get it. I think, I mean, I'm not saying that they won't get extended, but they're not going to get that big time max things. I just can't see it if they don't, if they don't put up big numbers like that. The only one I think that can not have to put up the gigantic numbers and just be similar to what they're doing is Josh Allen. 
because Josh Allen's showing you he's he, he's getting better every year, and he's taking the Buffalo Bills places they haven't been in a long time, in a long time. I think his upside is higher than both of theirs combined. He can run, not like Lamar, but he can run. He can throw better than both of them. You know what I mean? And he has, I, I feel like, people talk about Lamar, he got nobody to throw it to. Other than Diggs, I mean, I guess he got Cole Beasley. Knox at tight end. The running game ain't really there. I mean, like, who? who yeah, single tear? I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, Lamar Jackson's had running backs. Still got running backs. You got an all-world tight end. You know what I'm saying? You got Hollywood. You got Sammy Watkins. I think they need to bring in another guy, but Baker's got all the talent in the world. I think I think Josh Allen's the easiest clear cut. I don't think one. I don't think they've gotten their options picked up yet because they're waiting for the other one. I think Josh Allen needs to get his first. If Josh Allen gets his first, I think the other two will follow below him. And you couldn't have told me that about Lamar Jackson two years ago, or even maybe last year. People would have said, "Heck no, Lamar Jackson's getting way more." No, I don't think so. I think it's Josh Allen go get the highest, and then maybe Lamar, then Baker. They'll be similar, but that's just what it is. Lamar Jackson's got to perform offensively through the air to get Josh Allen number uh, money. I think, and I think Allen's trying to wait for one of them to get a deal so he can say, "Nah, nah, nah, homie, I'm better than both of them. Show me the money, because I'm better than both of them. Look what I'm doing with the Bills. This is my division now. Brady's gone. This is my division now. Is it his division now? Is it?" Because in our fantasy focus, we talk about which quarterback in a new place is going to have a better fantasy year. Obviously, we already talked about Carson Wentz. He's with the Colts. He's got some weapons over there. Michael Pittman, I think, is a beast. You got T.Y., you got Jack Doyle, you got them, you got the running backs, you got Naheem Hines. He's got players in a friendly division as far as defensively. I mean, the Titans gonna be Titans gonna be a handful. But if Carson Wentz can be Carson Wentz, he can put up numbers. And I think he could be a fantasy sleeper. He's probably going to get drafted as somebody's second quarterback. Probably not a first quarterback, but he'll probably get drafted as a second quarterback in a, like a 12-team league or something like that. Definitely not in a 10-team league. Then you look at, like I was talking about, in that division, Cam. Going against Josh Allen. Cam's got two all-world tight ends. He always got the running backs, scat backs out there. Then you got receivers out here now. You got, you got receivers wanting to be traded because they like, I ain't going to get no play now. They upgraded their team. They upgraded their offense so much. We got Nikki Harry talking about trade me, please. I will never play. And if Cam comes back with a whole offseason in there and doing Cam things, running the ball too, he's another guy. He's not going to be drafted as a QB1. QB2 that could wind up being a QB1. Those are two steals, I think, as a second quarterback that you can get late in drafts. Late in drafts. And then my final one, of course, is Matthew Stafford. I think he's probably got the most approved, though, because you got traded for a former number one pick. I mean, you're number one pick, too, but whatever. You're in a, Later on in your career, you always had the crutch of saying, I was on Detroit. No wonder I didn't win. Well, now you're in L.A. Now you're with the Rams in that highly octane offense. Now you're with them in a tough division. But, hey, you got a tough team with you, baby. That team's loaded and ready to win. So, Matthew Stafford, you better put up a shut up. And I've always liked you. I've always liked you. And he's always put up good fantasy numbers. But in this offense, I think he's going to explode. I think he's going to be the number one quarterback on a different team as far as fantasy goes. Unless that boy A.A. Ron gets traded somewhere. Then I'll renege on that statement. 
then I renege on that statement. But um, it's gonna be interesting, man. The off seasons are gonna be great. That's I love this time of year. I love sports. I love all the stuff coming up. We got drafts and we got all this going on. Finals, you know, college football's ready to pop up. Everything's getting great. Can't wait. So let's get to go back to school, play football. Can't wait. So, hey, yeah, big time things. Thank y'all. Appreciate it. Thank you for checking us out. Um, tune in next time. Relism Sports Talk. Appreciate the love, everybody. Thank you.